Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Looking for trusted financial advice to help you weather the rough markets? Find your true north. On the Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners podcast, you'll find financial tips, insights, and information to help you plan for your future. True North Wealth Partners has locations in Dublin and Wooster, Ohio, while serving clients nationwide. Dedicated to God, country, clients, and family. To learn more about the Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners podcast, visit MyTrueNorthWP.com. That's MyTrueNorthWP.com. True North Wealth Partners. Welcome home. Here at the Ranger Report Podcast, we only represent products we believe in. As you've heard over the past year plus, we've been running our Walton's commercial. I've been using Walton's products for a long time now, and let me tell you, they're some of the best seasonings I've ever used. One of my staples to make at my house are pork chops, and their ultimate pork chop and roast rub has gotten more compliments than anything that I've ever used. For burgers, their better burger seasoning is delicious, and I only use that on my burgers. Again, tons of compliments. They have all kind of seasonings that you can imagine. They have barbecue sauce and the thick kind, not the watery kind at all. If you're into wild game, they have seasons and rubs for that as well. Don't forget their line of sausage casings and all the tools to make your own meat products from sausage and jerky to grinders and more. Walton's really is a one-stop shop for everything but the meat. If you like tips and tricks and videos on how to do a whole lot of things when it comes to cooking, then you should go to www.meatgistics.com. Go to www.waltonsinc.com today and start shopping and tell them the Ranger Report podcast sent you. Walton's, everything but the meat. This is Ranger Prospect Wayne Krim, and you're listening to the Ranger Report podcast. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop, listen to the Ranger 
Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on Twitter at bdieter 75 I am back. I am C.J. Berryman. You can find me at C.J.B. underscore R.R. on the Twitter thingy. And we are thrilled today to be joined by Texas Rangers pitcher Taylor Hearn. Taylor, how are you today, sir? Yeah, good, good. How are you guys doing? Thank you guys for having me, by the way. Doing oh, well. We appreciate you getting on. Appreciate having you on. So let's start off. You had some big personal news break during the off season. I mean, it was all over social media and everywhere. So congratulations on the engagement. Oh, thank you. Thank you guys so much, man. It's, uh, it's been, uh, it's been a crazy journey and, uh, just now ironing out the wedding details and everything is, uh, even more stressful. So I'm so excited for it. Yeah. It's one of those things you can't really keep private because of who you are. Like everyone wants to know everything, you know? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's true. <laughs> and uh, I was kind of, I was kind of shocked about the Rangers reposting it. it happened so quick. Everything, <laughs> those, those like three days was just a blur, you know, just preparing for it. And now it finally happened. And, you know, it took me a couple of days to finally like digest everything. So her wedding, your funeral, bro. <laughs> <laughs> when right. is the wedding? Uh, so we're looking at venues right now. So we're looking to try to aim at if we can't get it in November, probably the probably early December, try to knock it out. Oh, Christmas wedding. Yeah. Cool. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Hey, I'll tell <laughs> you, it's it's not all that bad. You know, I've been married for 25 years, so it's it's not all that bad. Yeah, that's what uh that's what they all say. They, they, they hey, never get, uh, I've they been married get, and divorced, so <laughs> I can't say the same. Every, every, Everybody I talk to always says they always forget to leave those little details out about the other stuff that happens. Like, oh, I've been married for 30 years, man. It's not that bad. I'm, like, oh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not always been not that bad. Oh, you know, yeah. every, every couple goes through their problems, but it, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Of course. Of course. All right. So let's look besides the engagement. Uh, how is your offseason going so far? It's been good. It's been good. I've been uh, I've been throwing. Um and started back working out last week or two weeks ago as well. Um, I was supposed to, um, I was supposed to go to Korea for the MLB's Korea series, but then that got canceled. So I was supposed to start throwing bullpens this week. So that got shut down. So now I'm just back to throwing program, kind of tapered back a little bit. Uh, lifting wise, been been doing well as well. So when you look back at, at 2022. Uh, for you personally, I know it was kind of a, kind of a back and forth uh, deal for you. Um, you know, how, how do you think it went overall? I think overall it went really well. Um, um, I, I think, I think my perspective is a little bit different than probably what the fan perspective or other people think, because I truly think as an athlete and mainly a baseball player, uh, if you finish the year healthy, you know, that's, that's, that's the biggest, biggest check mark despite results and everything. Um, but other than that, I, I really thought it was a great year for me. Uh, 
I never, I never look at a year as it's a down year. I always look at a year like maybe it's, a, it's always a learning year, you know, whether that be the first half or second half, you know, changing roles or whatever it may be. Um, you know, I always looked at it as like a learning year and kind of just trying to make improvements and just realizing like I'm just getting started in my career. And, you know, it's just a matter of me just trying to, you know, work on certain stuff to, to figure out what role works best for me. Yeah. And that's, that's something I was going to uh, follow up here with is uh, did the Rangers tell you what they expected out of you during the off season, or did they say, just take a break, get away from baseball and we'll revisit it in the spring. Um, honestly, honestly, no, they were, they, um, we, we had a, we had a review about, about how the year went. Um, they were really pleased with it and how I handled a lot of the situations that were thrown at me and everything. And I, I, I personally gotta, gotta think, gotta thank God for that because man, I'm this year, I've never prayed so much in my life, but it's, <laughs> it's just, it's just been one of them years where I had to pray just a little extra harder, you know, yeah. uh, there's some stuff that I couldn't control. And, um, no, I mean, my mindset after every season and even after going in off season has always been the same, but like from a team wise, man, they, they, they were very, very pleased with what I did and how I handled everything and did the best I could in, in each role and whatever it was and ever it was. Got good feedback. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'll say personally, as someone that covers a team, but also as a fan, like watching your attitude was really awesome. It was really awesome yes. to watch because some people yes. I know sometimes, I mean, people can say it was a demotion. It's not a demotion. They just moved no. you around. Yeah. And by the end of the season, man, you were dealing out of the bullpen like crazy. And your attitude the whole time, even when you were down at Round Rock, I was so impressed with the way that you handled all that and the way that you did that. And it was obvious to a lot of Rangers fans. And I didn't I didn't talk to a lot of people that were mad at you or disappointed in you or wanted you to get, you know, fired or let go. Everyone was really impressed by your attitude. So I wanted to let you know that we, we all did notice. No, I mean, I, I appreciate that. You know, I, um, that's, that, that's kind of, it's kind of been all always one of the things that's been who I am, you know, the type of person who I am and, uh, very faith driven, believing in God and, you know, just a lot, you know, because it, it was definitely a tough year. Um, but, Man, I I realized like I'm early in my career. Uh, I don't know what God has for me. I don't know what role I'm gonna be long term or whatever it may be. I don't know, but I just know that whatever role I, I am gonna do, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna do it to the fullest. And with it being my first full year, uh, you know, for a couple of games as a starter, you know, I you know it was it was fun. Um, but I'm not I'm not you know closing that book either because I know a lot of things have happened in a lot of guys' careers. You know, like John Smoltz is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I watched Nolan Ryan uh, documentary. You know, I didn't even know he was a, a reliever that long. Then yeah. he went else and they gave him a chance as a starter, and that's when yeah. it finally clicked. But you know, so yeah. and I'm now he's got a strikeout record that will never be broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never be able to play the game as long as him. That guy's a, a legend. They're like <laughs> yeah. just, just seeing how and hearing stories and seeing how guys that I know personally that play in the big leagues have gone back and forth and then finally found it like a couple of years into it. So I'm definitely not closing the book on any role. Yeah. I think that's a great idea too. Now, when you, you kind of, you know, you seem to kind of thrive out of the bullpen there at the end of the season, you were locked in, you know, you had some great games there at the end of the year. So I guess you did kind of answer this at whatever one, but ultimately would you like to be a starter? Or you just want, you just want to do whatever can help the team. <laughs> Uh, I, at this point, even, even just how I've always been, I've, I've always wanted to do whatever they need me to do, you know, um, um, even at the bullpen the same way, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think I had, I think I, I kind of got used to that role because I had done it the year prior yeah. before, 
And, you know, I had a full year to really try to figure it out and everything, because I'm not going to lie, like being a starter and a reliever in the big leagues is tough, you know, especially yeah. with that first year as a starter. What a lot of people didn't see was I was like trying to figure out what worked for me and what didn't work for me, you know, and, and, you know, it, it kind of got cut short. So that's nothing I can do about that. But, you know, I mean, it was easy. It was an easy transition going to bullpen because I'm like, OK, I did that last year. I can, I can do it again. Nice. Uh, do you have a favorite memory or a moment from the 2022 season? Something funny, something memorable. I mean, whatever. Uh, memorable has got to be when I got Trevi out. Jose Trevino getting him out. <laughs> yeah, getting getting Roberto Clemente award was obviously one of the yeah. best. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like. That was, I had that circled every time we played New York. I was like, if I face Trevi, I got to get him out. And he was like chirping, talking about how he almost missed it. And I was like, no, you got to hit the weight room a little bit more. So if anything chops any any achievement I did that year, I could have won the side like that year. And I would have still been like, no, Trevi out. That's, that's the top. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That is so awesome. So when, when he made the all-star game and Jonah Heim didn't, did, uh, did you guys chirp back and forth at him or did he kind of stay quiet about that? No, he didn't, he didn't really say much, you know, it, that, that, that is such like a hard thing because yeah. like, it's, it's like people, people think like, it's just that easy. Like, Hey, like, let's look at the numbers and let's, let's do this. It's like, it's a lot that plays into it, you know, and no disrespect to Jonah or Trevor. They're both, both really good catchers. Yeah. I, um, I was personally really happy for, uh, Trevi when he got picked to go because man, like, I don't, I don't really think a lot of people really like, I've been knowing this guy for a while and just to see, like, he's, he's one of the few players I've ever played with that's very competitive first off, but like, he's, he's a real, real student of the game. Like this dude is one of the catchers that like one of the players in general that like really just eat, breathe, sleep baseball. And like, he's always trying to get better you know like in the off seasons when he was up here in dallas he would always hit me up and say hey when you throwing bullpen he's like i'm coming to, i'm catching flat grounds i'm doing everything you know so it was uh it was i mean i was really happy for him to make it but i was also a little disappointed jonah didn't make it either but you know i mean we got long careers so yeah. you know not, yeah. not gonna cancel that off all right, so let's switch gears. You got you obviously know that Bruce Bochy has been hired as the Rangers' next manager. So, uh, what are your thoughts on him? And do you remember you remember his time in San Francisco, winning all those World Series? Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> first part. Um, so when we hired him, uh, I was obviously pretty pretty excited because of his pedigree and everything yeah. he's done. So, um, we go, I go we go to work out. I want to say yeah, it was last week when they hired him. Um, and I go up and meet him and he knew who I was. And he was like, man, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. And I like watching you pitch, man. I'm excited to work with you. The biggest draw and takeaway for me was I did not know he was that tall. Like Bruce is like, and that was like, that was, I like, I heard what he told me, but I was just so just locked in on how tall he was. I was like, man, this is the first manager that's like, actually like my height. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was awesome. But man, I got a chance to talk to him afterwards and like, really have a sit down with him and man, he's awesome. Like he's, he comes up as a really great guy and I, and I talked to Hunter Pence about him too. And Hunter was really, really cool about it. So um, yeah, it was awesome. But then being a Ranger fan my whole life and, you know, sitting on the couch and seeing the Giants win the world series, you know, <laughs> I feel to swallow. So Against I guess, us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
good that he's on our side now. Yeah. yeah. All right. So do you have any thoughts on, on who you would like to see as your next pitching coach or does it matter to you at all? Man, I don't, I don't really know because I, I'd, I'd say the toughest, the toughest thing as a player, um, if you're not in those meetings, you don't know what like their requirements or what they're asking for. Like I could sit here and say like, you know, for, for example, the pitching coach for, I'll say, um, Toronto. Okay. I don't, I don't know who it is, but let's just say Toronto. Like, let, let's say I've worked with them before and, you know, I like how his philosophy is and all that type of stuff, but then it may not fit the criteria of what like they're looking to push, you know what I mean? So it, it's, it's a tough thing. So, um, as a player coming from having different pitching coaches. And at one point, like this year, you guys saw, we had two pitching coaches. Yeah, well, yeah. So I've always been an easy person to work with, you know, I, I really do a really good job of trying to make sure to let the pitching coaches know like what I like to do, what works for me, what I want to improve on, what I know about myself, what I want to get better at. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, just trying to keep me, keep me at who I am. And, you know, the type of identity that I have. So, yeah, not, not so that somebody that responds to you instead of tries to force you to do something you don't want to do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely that definitely somebody who's not trying to force people to be who they're not, you know, trying to, you know, whatever may be making me, you know, different guys, different identities. It's like, just be true to who, who you are. And like, this is, this is, this is who, you know, you're supposed to be. Yeah. Well, you know, guys like us try to make a living trying to guess who it's going to be. So that's that's what, <laughs> that's what we do. And, you know, and right now we have no clue. Yeah, we have no clue. <laughs> you, y'all, y'all are left in the dark just like us because I don't know either. So yeah. we're like, let's just see who it is. And then we'll, we'll you know, they'll obviously reach out. Hey, to may, us. maybe it'll be Chris Young. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> First time, what, GM pitching coach? Like, that, that'd be tough. <laughs> <laughs> that would be tough. That would be real tough. Dual role, <laughs> run the team and do the picture coach. But yeah, I mean, it, it's really it boils down to, you know, like you said, someone that meshes well with the team and meshes with the way that Bruce Bochy is going to manage and meshes with, you know, the way, what, what they, you guys want to do going forward. Cause obviously at this point you guys are going forward to win a championship. I mean, they're putting together a team that they think can win a championship. They brought in a championship manager and I think uh, whoever they get, it's going to be someone I think that meshes with you guys pretty well. I agree. I agree. You know, you, you, you got the right person at, at, at the head of the table with, um, Bruce, who's been there and somebody that that has managed pitching staffs that have won three World Series and been in the playoffs. Uh, so he's definitely going to know what it takes to get there. So it's just a matter of him. And I trust him fully, you know, just a matter of him trying to get the right pitching coach that's on the same accord with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you guys kind of feel the same thing that fan base does right now? Are you guys kind of uh, like, do you feel that you guys are about to turn that corner and be a, a competitive team over the next few uh, next few years or hopefully longer? And how does it how does it kind of feel to be on a team that you think is is turning that corner? I I I truly do think we're all, we're 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 right there. Yeah, I I, I think um, the steps we made this year as a staff and um, I can only speak on the hitting or the pitching side because I was in the pitchers meetings, but uh, from the hitting side as well. I mean, th those guys made huge steps as well, but I know from a pitching side, um, people, I guess I truly think people didn't really give us enough credit. I think, I think I, I truly, 
I agree. Writers, and I think a lot of fans did not give our pitching staff enough credit because if we would have games where, you know, they, I, I guess as a player, you kind of evaluate it different where it's like, Hey, if you got a guy like Glenn Otto or me or Dane or whatever, who started like a Reagan's or somebody that's young and you hold like the Yankees or somebody like that to three runs or less, like that's a huge, huge accomplishment, you know? And, and I kind of, I kind of always saw it that way. And, well, and y'all, there was a stretch there where y'all went through, I think it was three series in a row against teams that have had buzz saws for batting lineups and, and it didn't look good. And so I think it, uh, people look at that and it's like, oh, well, the pitching staff sucks. Well, no, look at who they're facing, yeah. you know, and it's a bunch of young guys trying to face these guys and they're learning themselves. So it's actually a good learning experience for the young guys to, to face these guys and see, you know, Hey, uh, we gotta, we gotta figure out what we gotta do. Um, and, uh, I don't, I, I agree. Y'all didn't get enough credit. Um, we gave y'all credit. We definitely did. We we're smart baseball people. At least we <laughs> think we are. Um, and you know, we saw it. I mean, hell, uh, yeah, there was three, uh, like a the three series stretch where it was like, damn, y'all are just facing tough lineups day after day after day. Yeah, and it's it, it's it's a tough thing too because um, when you're when you're when you go through stretches like we did where we are facing like the top ten lineups in, in all of baseball and you're throwing all of us young guys, but like I feel like I I truly do feel like a lot of people, beat writers, I feel like a lot of fans forgot how much experience overall we all had. Yeah. Like you're like you're like you're not talking about guys that have you know. 10 years service time, eight years, you know, two Cy Youngs over here. Once like we're all three years or less multiple all-stars. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, I, I think they, a lot of people miss that, miss that point by seeing the difference in us where it's like, you see Martin, like Martin's been in the game for a while. He's figured it out. Oh, you can tell. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah, where it's like guys like me and Cole Reagans and all these other guys that as starters, even me as one point, like we're trying to figure it out. It's like not everybody's going to come in their first two years in the big leagues and throw up sub two ERAs. Yeah. Oh, you know? there's 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 people that believe it or not, there's fans that were saying, call up Jack Leiter. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> geez, the guy yeah. hadn't even played a but, full year pro ball period. But you guys, you 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 guys know as well though. Um, no matter no matter what type of drop job you have as a baseball player, as a as a, a handyman, whatever it is, like in order for you to get better at it, you it takes years and experience to really it takes get reps. Yep. It takes reps. Then like and the and playing and we're playing at the highest level of yep. baseball everybody's trying to get to. And it's like the only way you get better is if you take lumps and you figure figure it out. You know, and so I felt like I've, I felt like fans and a lot of our beat writers really didn't give us enough credit about that. I agree. I really do. I feel like I feel like they they got so caught up in the numbers or I like got caught up in. Oh, well, you know, he kind of went on the streak where he, you know, he has a he has a 70 RA through three games. It's like, well, go back and look at the weeks prior where he got done facing the Yankees and the Astros and mm-hmm. Oakland of lineup and stuff. And it's like, then all of a sudden he faces like a pretty good lineup or even okay. And it's like, you have stretches like that, you know, you have, are you going to get hit? You have stretches where you're going to just blow through lineups. You know what I mean? Like it's part of it. 
it's funny you mentioned Oakland because, you know, it doesn't matter who they play or, or not who they play, who they have uh, in their lineup from year to year to year to year. They are the most annoying lineup to face <laughs> because they're like super patient. They foul off balls constantly and they just chip away, chip away, chip away. And it just seems like it doesn't matter who they, you know, it's been that way for, I mean, years and years and years. Doesn't matter who they have. So I'm glad you mentioned Oakland because, yeah, they just they just seem, they seem to every year have the most annoying lineup in Do baseball. You can honestly say that I say that personally about Oakland, and I mainly say that mainly about Seattle. Seattle is like that. Ever since I got to the big leagues, they they were always a team that I always gave us a fight every time. Like even even the years where in nineteen and twenty where we were like at the bottom and they were at the bottom too, they were still putting up fights. And now all of a sudden they've kind of like taken that step and made some moves, and then they kind of you know have either even with us or sometimes have taken the steps ahead of us. And like they've always been that team where. You know, I mean, you guys covered the Rangers for a while. You know that one guy for Seattle's always had our number was Kyle uh, Seager. Oh, yeah. So, Corey's bro. You know, <laughs> I, that category, you know, they got, they they have a really, really good lineup. And now it's a, what, Rodriguez? <laughs> yeah. You got, Julio, you got JP, you got uh, yep. France, you got Dylan Moore. I mean, you got some Mitch Hanniger. I mean, Come on, I mean Hanniger last year was unreal last yeah. year. Yeah, sure. When he 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 had some injuries, but he was still a very very good dominant hitter though. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, one last question before we let you go. I wanted to know. Uh, I was there covering the game when this happened, but from a from a player's perspective, from a pitcher, what was that uh, that uh, Eli White catch like down there on the field to watch? You know the one I'm talking about, where he stole away that three run homer. Um. First off, it should. Uh, first off, it should have been ESPN number one play, and <laughs> yeah, should never got beat. Um, I I just it, first off, it was just an awesome play to watch. It was. It's just a true testament because to how athletic Eli is. Like I yeah. I I really think like being day in and day out with this guy and getting to know him on a personal level. Like, first off, he's one of the greatest like human beings like ever, but people really sleep on him as an athlete. Like this dude is fast. He's fast. He's he's Um, like a deer. (laughs) He is. He really is. And to make that type of catch at our field where it's, it's, it's a ball is hit pretty deep in the gap. And, and I think, I I can't remember if we've won or lost that game. I can't, I think we won. won. We won. Yeah. Yeah. Who's to, who's to, who's to say we'd have, we'd have won that game? That right there, that I feel like that play right there really solidified and really changed the momentum because they were they were they were on Glenn that day, mm-hmm. and then after that inning, he just started rolling. Mm-hmm. And I know I know as a pitcher, like you're kind of like you know you're kind of feeling the heat where you're like, damn, okay, that kind of hit me pretty well or whatever it is, and somebody makes a play like that, you're like, okay, that kind of fires you back up really quick so that that play he made man that was that that had to be play of the year i mean no no behind behind jonah's bare hand catch but other than that that was <laughs> that was awesome too <laughs> yeah was yeah, i mean the probably the best part about it is whenever we were in miami it felt like it was like 12 people at the game so it felt yeah. like a bad game in arizona so 
<laughs> well, Taylor, man, we really do appreciate your time today. And congratulations again on the engagement. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And thank you guys for having me. I appreciate hey, it. Sir, we've had your sister on so much. We're just calling her Mrs. Lady Ranger Report. <laughs> you might as well. You might as well. <laughs> might. well once again, that's Taylor Hearn. Thank you, Taylor. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, bud. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.